The Flicks Book Club. The Flicks Book Club. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Hey, welcome to the Flicks Book Club. My name is Dennis Rooney. I'm Steve McDonald. Casey Aurora. Uh, check us out online. You've heard of the internet uh, at flicksbookclub.com. Check out Twitter. Go to our SoundCloud, all that stuff. This week was my pick, Dennis's pick. We watched The Exorcist, uh, the classic horror film. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh-huh. this movie is about, if you don't know what this movie is about, uh, there's an actress with her daughter in Washington. She's shooting a movie. Her daughter gets possessed by something. Right. And uh, it's about an exorcism. They get the help. They go through all uh-huh. sorts of things trying to get her help, and nothing seems to be working. So they go to the Catholic Church, and a priest, Damien Karras, who's having a crisis of faith, comes and tries to help her out with another priest, uh, Father Merrin, and they try to perform an exorcism. And then we won't ruin anymore. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. no. You've seen, if you don't know the plot of this movie, shame on you. Right. Uh, you know who didn't really know much about this movie was Stephen. Yeah. That's right. Stephen had never seen it. I'm going to be honest, I don't remember the movie. Well, you said you had watched it 15 years ago, Yeah, maybe longer, maybe even longer. that's way too long. You need to watch this movie every now and then. So what are you going to say? Well, hold on. I picked this movie because I love it. I found out Steven had never seen it. When I I pressed Steven on why he had never seen it, he told me he doesn't really do horror movies because he gets scared easily like like a little child. He gets scared easily like a little child? I have an overactive imagination. It's not the movies that actually scare me. It's like after. So you're a it's baby? It's myself. I scare I'm myself. You scare yourself? <laughs> I frighten myself. There's still, there's still a what part a of baby. me. There's still a part of me that if I'm walking up a flight of stairs and I got to turn the lights off behind me yeah. and I look down the stairs that just assumes at one point in my life the guy in like the scream outfit with a knife is going to be at the bottom of the stairs. Was that movie scary? No. Well, one day he's going to be there and that movie yeah. was scary. And I'll that argue. guy will kill you. Yeah. Uh, so I like the deal. idea that now that I've said this, it's just going to be like I'm going to notably notice that it's Dennis. Just I just in the I just want to know like it's going to be me when you and I go to. A, I won't be frightened a, because a I'll be like shop. because I'm like I could outrun that guy. Yeah. I look. I feel like I could outrun that guy. That's not, true. Not when there's two of us. <laughs> I'd really have to get the jump on you. Yeah. See, so all with that be scrappy. You're right. scrappy. I am. All right. So, all right, so that's why saying? I picked this, and uh, I'm going to go with stream it. I love this movie. As, even as forget horror movies, this is I think one of the best movies of all time. And one of my favorites of all time. Right. I love this film. And the version on Netflix is missing a couple of my favorite stuff, mm. but that's okay. Still watch it. Steven? Um, oh, man. What? I'm what do really, you mean, oh, man? No, I'm really on the fence. You know what? I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go with Stream It. Okay. Ugh. And I'm primarily going to go with Stream It because I think that it's an incredibly well-directed movie. Right. I we really got a blockbuster. We got a blockbuster. We got a blockbuster. I got one, but barely, and I don't appreciate that, Stephen. Right. We'll get into it in a minute. We'll get into it. Here's a clip from the film. We'll be back with a very spoiler-filled discussion of the movie. Jim, I've been sitting here with this cash. Would you like to leave a message? I see that she gets it. If that's true... Then you must know my mother's maiden name. What is it? All right, and we're back. Uh, yes, we are. If you had to go watch this movie, please, please go to our website and give us a comment and tell us what you thought, because I love hearing what people think about right. this movie upon a first viewing. So having said that, let's start with you, Stephen. Yeah, you were on the fence. About I'm on the yeah, fence. Yeah, why are you on the fence? This I'm still lightly on the fence. Such a great story, though. No, no, no. See, this is... The this pacing. Is, no, right? this is my thing is, is that I think it's a really great... 
uh, I said stream it because I think it's a really great, well-directed movie. Mm. Um, and I really like a lot of the decisions that uh, that he made. William Friedkin. Million, William Friedman, Friedkin, sorry. Mm-hmm. And I think that he, like... I mean, it felt a lot like uh, it felt like a, a lot like French Connection. I mean, he directed French Connection, and that's why his name was familiar. Okay. Yeah, yeah, all right. He directed French Connection, and it felt a lot like that, where it was like these, it was like these kind of long, drawn-out scenes with like, like the shooting was very was very interesting, intense and cuts, intense cuts at various moments, quick, and like, please do. And I know I said this to you the other day, but if you go back and listen to the French Connection episode and I find out that it was directed by Friedkin, who directed The Exorcist, I go, oh, that makes a lot of sense. The movie starts off, the French Connection starts off in Europe, and you really don't know what the hell's going on. And you thought this movie was going to be about New York City. And then you go to see The Exorcist, and it starts off in northern Iraq. Right. like, I thought this was about some Georgetown thing, and then it cuts, and later on it all kind of circles back. Right. So I'm, I'm... yeah, go, go me. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't know. What Wait. I'm so to say. your interjection Thanks. was to. That, yeah, I'm glad that your interjection was to pat yourself on the to back. To laud myself uh-huh. for the connection. <laughs> the no, 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 but don't say it. <laughs> don't say the French connection. <laughs> Cut his mic. All right. So you know go ahead. You you notice similar? Of course, it's directed by Friedkin. Uh, yeah, no, and I think that it's it's a really well directed movie. I think it's really uh, it's interesting. It is a little slow for me. Because I just have a, like, I just don't, it's, as movies get older and older, the older that they get, the more I dislike them because of their pacing. Right, you're talking to the Uh, king of that. Like, if a movie (laughs) is, like, 10 years old, I'm like, nah, I'm not doing it. Casey's also thrown off by clothes, old clothes, (laughs) and just, but no, they definitely took their time. Even if the meals are old looking. (laughs) Old, old clothes, but when we get into the. Um, oh man, I can't. Even, blood oh Jesus! Sport. I was <laughs> getting into blood sport. He just—he's in love with the fact that the guy's wearing nine different New York sports teams. Well, that's the difference uh, with that is that a blood sport is—they're mostly shirtless, so they're fighting. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, but when I look at The Exorcist, it's um, like I was surprised because I haven't watched the movie because I was because I, as we mentioned earlier, am a child who can't handle. Uh, fictional. Now he's trying to own it. Go right. Ahead. And so wait, uh, hold on. You, I mean, do, when you and your girl hang out, uh, do you and you go to the movies? You don't watch horror movies. The both of you? Does she no, not like horror movies? No, she doesn't like horror movies either. Oh, that works out really well for you. Like we just don't. We just. It's that experience of just like, oh, so I'm gonna. I'll pay you money and mm. and give up my time so that I can leave terrified. It's just not what I want to do with my life. Well, it's paying to have an emotion brought out of you that has no stakes. Just like when you go see a movie like Gone Girl that m- might give you high anxiety or you feel the tension in that, even though there's really nothing, like, you know. No, but I understand, though, because I don't go on roller coasters, and my thing is always, like, if I feel like I'm about to die. See, that's a little too real for me. Yeah, that's... But I love a good horror movie. See, I have to admit, I'm the opposite, is that, like, like I, I enjoy experiences in my life where I feel like I'm going to die. That's nuts to me. See, I don't uh, want to do that. That doesn't make really, any sense. But I really don't enjoy... No, no, because this is the thing. If I'm scared for just a moment, and then I die... Right. Because I'm right at the edge of death... Yeah. Then, then okay, I died. Okay, I don't know what happens after that. Right. Okay, but what I do know is is that if I watch a movie, yeah. I'm not going to die. So I get to live with that fear forever. Oh man, it sucks okay? being you. And so yeah, no. And but so if you get into an accident and you're put in a hospital bed for six months. Right. Yeah, but I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about like, oh, I'll get in an accident and then I'll be dead and then I won't have to deal with it. Here's some reality: people don't just <laughs> die. There's a lot of gray area between right, healthiness like and dying. Like you can get like you can life. get possessed by a demon. 
When I looked at the movie, Wait, what though, did you say just now? You get possessed by a demon. I'm yeah, getting us could, back on point. Could happen. Uh, could happen to you, listener. It could happen to you, listener. <laughs> Repent. Uh, <laughs> but what what I did think was interesting was was that I kind of went into the movie like I waited until last night because I was just like I don't I I don't like being frightened, and then I watched it and I was like this isn't actually frightening. Like it's super messed up. Right. Like super I messed I was up. expecting to I was expecting to hit a point in it where I was like and this is the point when I'm going to be really really frightened. And in reality, it was like, wow, this is just getting more messed up. Did anything frighten you? And if so, what what like scared you the most? Even um, if it was like a shock scare, which this movie doesn't have a lot of. If anything, this movie perfects that slow building up of like this scene's being drawn out and there's tension building and I don't know why and is that a loud noise coming? Oh yeah, there's a train right next to you. And I will disagree hits. with you. I think there were a good amount of shock scares. Uh, I, I thought that I thought that I'm not I found lie. myself as somebody who as somebody who deals with shock scare like I don't I have anxiety and I don't deal with it well. Right. The reality that I came down to was was that I was like this is like my legitimate opinion on the scariest part of this movie was looking at 1970s medical technology. Oh. Yeah. Like, yeah. The scariest yeah. part of this movie was when the girl is laying in the bed and they're doing the X-rays of her head and it's just a giant mechanical machine that's just going dish, dish, dish. the yeah. clanging yeah and the clanging was that i was like oh no i was like this is the most terrifying there's thing there's some weird long the z whole... thing that's just making these huge like arcing <laughs> swoops throughout right. the room yeah. and she's just in there like oh that's probably like an mri machine oh yeah no i knew i knew yeah. what the mri was but then she went in that later thing where it looked like I don't know. One I was were an taking X-ray. more pictures. One, one was, was like an X-ray. One was an MRI. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. But and it was. Uh, but like, I just, I like that to me was literally like, like I had a moment where I was like, man, how did people live like this? Right. Was the most terrifying thing of the entire movie when they got into all the exorcism stuff. And maybe it's just because. What like, if they found out that it, she just had bad insurance? <laughs> <laughs> like they had very she, modern. Oh no, she had great insurance. So they're just stringing her along. Yeah. Scariest line in this film, yeah. especially for her in that situation. All right. We're going to need to do another spinal. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, when he says that, I do well, like, no, and right. like when they so do, like, like the most cringeworthy part of the entire thing, you would think it's like the girl's head spins backward and she spits vomit all over her body. No, it's a little part where he's like, where he sticks the thing into her neck. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. like it squirts blood. Was that I was like, yeah. no, right. why? Yeah. There's that's like the that thing. will that will stay with me forever. But what I really feel like is is that when I when I look at the actual like scary moments of The Exorcist, I think part of the reason why I just wasn't scared by any of it and wasn't like, oh my gosh, her head spun around, is that it is such an iconic movie mm. that I have seen. Every messed up scene in this movie—that's true. As yeah, a parody and you haven't seen like, all the I, bread that puts it together. Like I literally had a moment where I was—I was watching it and I started laughing when when her head was spinning around because the only thing I could think was Mike Myers as Doctor Evil sitting on the chair going, going, "I need an old priest and a young priest. I need an old priest and a young priest <laughs> from from Austin oh, Powers." That sucks. So and so I was like. And I so I literally just watched it like like this is a good like it's an like it's an interesting movie in the way that it was shot historically but like terrifying wise like I've definitely watched new movies 
that are more frightening to me. I'm going to, you know, I think is it's hard to kind of watch a movie with a lot of that in mind. And it's, I didn't think, of, I mean, part of me did think about what you're thinking about where I'm like, I've seen every part of this yeah. in, in Wayne's Brothers movies and all the yeah. parody movies. Yeah. And par- yeah. But you got to keep in mind, this movie also is like, if you watch every horror movie since The Exorcist, every one of them l- takes a hand at, from it they put their hand in the pot of the exorcist to the point where it's almost like theft. Everybody's borrowing. From yeah, yeah and that's really what is. I mean before when I said like the shock scares, they're not like shock scares today where it's over the top, something ridiculous and way too loud. These are like just enough. Right. The drawer yeah. pops out in mm-hmm. the room. Did you do that? Like, and he, you know, it's not a huge like, oh, he uh, doesn't jump back and I, hit the wall and the music hits real loud. Well, no, but I mean, I, think, I got scared. Like, I there was, yeah. Well, no, and there was like, I just, I couldn't, there were so many things that I just couldn't take seriously on accident mm. out of this movie. Where it Maybe was, that's like, how you coped with not being afraid. Which possibly that's what it was. But like, I had the moment where it was like the little girl is, is floating above the bed. And yeah. it's like the very iconic, like she's hovering and floating scene. And the only thing that I could think was Ghostbusters where he's like, where he's like, yeah, she sleeps above the covers, six feet above the covers. Yeah, like, And so yeah, I just started yeah. like giggling to myself because it's essentially Aww. like every movie after that that made fun of The Exorcist and made fun of like horror movies in general is that this just became like this pinnacle horror movie. This yeah. is like, a, it's a good coping mechanism for you to watch a horror movie and think about the ridiculousness of it. Right. Yeah. But and can it, you agree though, now having known all, basically all the scary parts, and that's true, I wish I could erase your mind and have you watch it like fresh, not knowing any of that stuff. Yeah. But, would you agree? I think the meat of this movie is all that other stuff that's going on. Yes. It's great. Yeah. Those scenes are going to be the ones that you remember, but every time I watch this movie, I forget about small things. I forget about the guy on the subway. Can you spare a dollar for an old altar boy? Uh, right. And then what, like 40 minutes later, he hears it from the girl? Like, I always yeah. forget the small things You know like what that. it was? For, oh, I didn't even know about the part that he hears it from the girl, but I was going to say that part in itself was so scary for me because it's just... The movie is a horror movie when it's not trying to be a horror yes, movie. Yes, absolutely. And that's what makes it a good movie. Yeah. That's what makes it... Like, you watch a lot of these action movies, and I'm a huge proponent of action films. We know I, that's all I like to pick. Uh-huh. But the thing is... We haven't we haven't selected one of the Fast and the Furious movies for the podcast yet. Yet, yet but we will. Yet. But I'm saying a lot of these action movies, like... Uh, they don't, you know, they all, they're all sort of carbon copies of each other in some regard, but yeah. every, if Formulaic. The, right. But the exorcist is like a library and every horror movie since has borrowed a book out yeah. and been like, you know what? There's something about it. And it's, they had a Ouija so board good. in the movie and it wasn't cheesy. No, it was it yeah. wasn't. It was like, Oh, they're it just use though, jumped. I did, though I did really think that the Ouija board was going to come back. No. And I love that. Yeah. It's small. And okay, it, which leads me to my question. Because okay. after the Ouija board, that's when things really start happening. And they only make the important things come back, not the little things, which I like about the movie. Another little yeah. thing that they never can really explain, when she runs home, when Burke, we don't know this yet, but Burke has been murdered by mm-hmm. the girl in the room, and the phone's ringing, she runs in, the lights are on and off, but there's a storm going, but the phone's ringing, and she answers the phone, and nobody's there. Right. Why? It's kind of it's not as big as the Ouija board thing, but it's there. But my, my question now, and I got some questions for you guys, is... Why did this happen to this girl? How did this happen to this girl? And does it have anything to do... Like, the only thing I could think of is that they find that statue in front of her house. Yes. Remember the detective does? Yeah. Right. And we see that statue earlier of uh, the the demon is called Pazuzu. Yeah. Which... 
Thank- thankfully, they didn't use the name that much in the movie. Because if they threw out too many Pazuzus, I'm laughing like you, Stephen. I'm like, this isn't say, scary at all. I, I was going to say, they, boo that, you, Pazuzu. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't realize that that was the name of, of the demon. And what I think is really funny, and I can't stop laughing in my head right now, is that that's used in Futurama, where the, where the professor names like some demon thing that he finds Pazuzu. <laughs> and there's a scene in Futurama where he's walking around in like a forest just going, Pazuzu, Pazuzu. <laughs> That's such a smart show. <laughs> right. But, but the, any, I think I think, think when it comes to like why like why did this You're gonna happen? say you don't care. I know that's your position well, usually on these things, I, right? Or doesn't matter. But, but really what I'm asking is like did the movie allude to something that I'm missing, you think? I don't know why the random. girl was I the one. Yeah, why I the don't girl? Particularly think that um I don't particularly think that there was anything like distinctly there that was like that that was like this girl like deserved this or uh-huh. like touched a talisman or anything <laughs> like huh. well, she no, kicked that statue like, into the you leaves know what, well, and he's no, like I, I mean, don't belong what, in these leaves that's what I think is kind of funny is, is that it's like we're like we're laughing about like the absurdity of like you touched a talisman and it's like the amount of movies that are based upon like you touched a talisman right yeah. what year is, does this movie come is out? ridiculous. Oh, 73, I think 73 sounds correct. So I was gonna, I, I always have that. And I, I was going to say one. that, uh, you know, I think the reason why that she was possessed, I thought it was like a political thing because her name is Reagan and maybe the director <laughs> didn't like Reagan. And it's set in Washington, D.C. Right. And I thought that might have been the oh. reason why. Can I do another thing where I pat myself on the back? What? I noticed this is that. And again, this is really just me watching this film. This is probably the ninth time now I've seen this film. Yeah. And maybe I've noticed it before, but I only think of it now or like you forget about it. Uh-huh. But at the start of the movie, both these people, uh, Father Karras and uh, the actress, the mom, Chris McNeil, they both catch a glimpse of each other at their jobs mm. without the other one knowing. Right. First, sh- he sees her when she's on when set. When she's filming, you know, doing the protest yeah. shot. And then later on when she's walking home, she sees him comforting another priest and you overhear him saying... He says, not a day goes by that I don't feel like a fraud. And mm. that kind of leads into his crisis of faith. Right. Yeah. But it's like these two are already seem to have some sort of connection before even like the devil starts popping up. You mm-hmm. know? It almost seems like it's even father following Father Karras because the clock stops behind him when he goes in to talk to the guy about being like he should be put somewhere else. Right. I... Okay, do you want my, do you want my, like, my like film school breakdown of like the allegory of this movie? I don't I th- want you to ask me questions. I no, want no, you to no, give no. Me I want you to tell me I'm, answers. I, well, me I want to know because this is my. This is like if I was going to break down what what this movie actually like like what is the meaning behind all of these things mm-hmm. is that I think that this has a very uh an a very interesting take on what um on divorce and how it bre- and how it breaks apart the emotional state of a child. See, now mm. you're bringing something to my and table. The only thing right. See, cuz okay. I always thought and the divorce how, thing was so small. What do well, you think? Well, no, and how the and how what you end and how the only thing that is going to bring things together mm. and be able to make it okay for that child is not only to have is to have a merger of not only uh, a side of faith but a side of psychology and science which right. is the younger priest where that's the merger that you have come together is that the only time where he's able, where it's able to have that is when that person of both sides of things who does not completely diminish or does not completely get rid of their faith and does not completely get rid of the science side of things when they come together is that 
they have the ability to take that pain out of that child and be able to expel it from that person. You want to know my film school analysis? I disagree, but yeah, first. My film school analysis of the years that I've attended in my film schools. (laughs) How many are those? uh, Several. uh, Several. Uh, I more meant meant like, do you want me to give you my pompous answer? (laughs) uh, I think that uh, white people be crazy. White people be (laughs) crazy. Because if you go into the insane asylum, there's only white people there. Give me a line from The Black Exorcist. Uh, The Black Exorcist? Girl, you tripping. <laughs> Stop jumping that bed around. You scratching my floorboards. Yeah, see? Stuff like that. Um, here's That's what I a d- movie. Here's what I disagree with, with <laughs> you, Stephen. It's just that science doesn't help, though. I no. feel like they exhaust science. And granted, the younger priest, Karis, he's a psychiatrist, and he's very smart, attended, what was it, Harvard and a bunch of other yeah, schools Johns and stuff. Yeah, Johns Hopkins. And but, and at first, he, he says, he's like, what's the smart thing to do when she goes to him? First thing he says is, Go the science route. Go to go the medicine route. Go the right. psychiatrist route. I'll right. talk to her as yeah. he says. You want me to what talk? If he was just and like what I, does she say? What does she say? I don't need a psychiatrist. I need a priest. Right. What if she was? If he was like, yeah, they got that big machine that clangs around yeah, and stuff. I don't got know those what clanging <laughs> machines now. Yeah, right. I don't know what it does, but it sees inside a head. Yeah, it'll scare uh, the hell out of your child. <laughs> Fix them up real well. Well, no, and I think that that's why, like, when when I kind of look at it, it becomes this moment where it is like the it's it's it it's utilizing this thing of like the emotional breakdown of a child in the middle of, because you got to remember before they have that, but like before she starts to turn, she has that, she overhears, she overhears the conversation with her, with uh, between her mother and her mother trying to get her father on the phone. Chris McNeil is not without fault. She's got a bit of a temper and she lets that out in front of the kids sometimes. Yeah. She definitely has these moments in the movie where, where it's like, where it's like, oh, you're very put together and very composed. And then there's moments where she just starts yelling at somebody. I'm like, oh, there's the actress. I was just going to say, <laughs> that's how you know she's an actress. Yeah, yeah, No, yeah. I think she's able to keep her composure relatively well. I mean, she's losing her, her she, mind in front of these doctors. She does relatively well, but I don't know. I, luckily, I've never been in the position where i got to talk to a doctor a lot about someone I care about. Being yeah. But whenever I see someone snapping at doctors, I kind of am always like, what do you don't snap at the doctor? They're, Look, this is... But I don't know. No, it's I've seen there are instances where... I've come back and, uh, you know, like when my dad was sick, like I've seen like where the doctor, we had to put the doctor in order. I'm like, yo, man, what are you doing? Why are you, you need to calm down and relax. Right. I think, I I don't know if that actually happened or that was in the 40 or knocked up. I'm not sure. Is it <laughs> never, <laughs> yeah, that was in knocked up. I think that was just in my mind. Anyway. Do you what, guys well, think no, but I think that, uh, you know what I think is funny about the mom is, is that I think that there's moments where it's like she has the most pent up weird moments after like something really messed up has happened where it's like she actually manages to keep her composure reasonably well after walking in on her daughter who is stabbing herself in the vagina with a crucifix and then uh, rubs her face in it. Yeah. I think that's shot. That was not. If that's <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, <laughs> for the for the love of God, if that is how you help a woman to masturbate, never that ever. Wait, 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 stabbing yourself in the vagina with a cross? That is for the love of God. Well, first of all, she was using <laughs> the wrong end. You start off with the shorter one. By right, the and you work it. your way up. This is, this is not what our podcast is right, about. Okay, not. listen. Do you guys think shout outs to that other podcast masturbating with crosses? <laughs> <laughs> we feel y'all. Good yeah. work out there. Good work. Um, Lord's do you work. think the vandalism of the church had something to do with the exorcism? And was that simply magic or was that a spirit or was that kids or was that pagans? I don't know. Thoughts? I think that when kids are involved in desecrating a church, it's not as intricate as what you see there. Like you see a horn right through. She got those Madonna breasts. Right. Going. She had the pointy breasts. <laughs> 
And then uh, you see that. But that's what it was. Maybe like, that's you, what said that, you said that like a man who has never heard. Of, <laughs> like, I'm just like, she got those Madonna breasts. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. And I don't mean fake. I right. mean. So, and then there's a horn through the uh, through the angels, like uh, like a devil horn through the angel's crotch. It's not like a, a yeah. kid would just draw a swastika and then be done with yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, children are. I Yeah, I don't know whether... Um, Do you think that maybe Reagan did that? The president? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, the girl. Yep. The girl, yeah. The girl, uh, you are in D.C. Because check it out. Here's, here's my right. theory. Here's my theory. I think she did it because she is left alone at times, or she's left alone in that room at times. Um, and the devil has expressed... I mean, Pazuzu. Pazuzu has expressed such right. extreme powers, but only when no one's around. Kills Burke, but no witnesses does all this stuff to the room when no one's around. Yeah. Right. The biggest display of power in front of someone, besides the stuff in front of the priest, is uh, when the mom gets locked in the room and the dresser goes from one side of the room over to her, over to the mom, and you're like, oh, man, this yeah. dresser's going to... But then what happens? Nothing. She, the dresser I, just stays there. She does there. say this, though, that would... Uh, when he's like, oh, you know, untie me, and uh, Pazuzu says untie me, and the priest's like, well, why don't you just make the straps disappear? And then uh, Pazuzu responds with... Well, that would just be a vulgar display of power. Yeah, too vulgar <laughs> a display of power. Yeah, and that would, to me was just like, it's little things like that. And but I a display of power because right. it would be witnesses. Yes. Burke, would, you know, you could kind of do anything, but once that room is closed. And why does the devil refrain or this devil refrain from showing its powers to people? Why would? Why is that too vulgar a display? Yeah. And then you know, the question is how many demons are in, in, the, uh, in, in the little girl? Well, we know it's Pazuzu, but he does say at one point, I'm the devil. Well, it says I'm the devil, but also says she's in here with us. Right. Which is like, yeah. who's in, who's yeah. in there? How many people are in here? They, I have a theory, and when too. They do the, and when they do the, the audio gaunt, like backwards, it's yes. multiple people. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were you that say? could be one of his tricks. What were you saying? I just think it would have been funny. Like, no one at any point is like, get her out of that bed. <laughs> she's always at her worst when she's in the bed. Right. The worst thing she does when she's out of the bed is piss on the floor. That's true. Maybe the bed is but the it was problem. That. That is one of those scenes where it's scary, but I also laughed out loud even the first time I saw it when she just goes, you're going to die up there. Right. Because he, he's talking about the priest says he's playing the piano. He's like, heaven to me is a nightclub and I'm headlining every night. Right. And she which says, was the you're gonna gayest jo-. thing. Well, yeah, which is, yeah, that that's one of those fathers in the closet for right. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and then she comes down, she goes, you're going to die up there. Well, she which, was, which not just as a performer, but even if you think about it, he's already in heaven. He's talking about playing on a stage. She's like, you're gonna bomb up there, dude. It's gonna stink. <laughs> yeah, that's what she says. And I love that you as a, I love that you as a comedian are just like, is she talking about bombing? Wait, well, she, you're gonna die. She up was there talking to like, a demon to tell me that I'm gonna bomb tonight. Was she talking to the priest or she was talking to the other guy? That oh, other I, guy. I was under the impression that impression that she was talking to the priest. No, she was talking. Oh, to she was talking to Burke. Burke. That's why he dies later was, on. Wait, was Burke kicked out at that point? No, Burke wasn't. No, not yet. Uh, not yet. Not yet. Not till oh, later. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're gonna die you're up gonna there. You're gonna die. And up then I guess there. he comes up to investigate nine times i've seen this movie and, and there's even another Casey's enlightening me another nugget of gold it's such it's so many little this things this is a good movie steven this is a better movie i feel like than you're giving it yeah totally and well, because no, and i think that the problem like is you, that like you mentioned Karis's earlier mom, we haven't even talked about that right like you mentioned earlier which i could which i absolutely agree with is is that all of the all of the stuff that's not like the final exorcist all that other scene, stuff that you haven't seen and all of that other stuff is what makes it a really good movie and it's why I mentioned right at the top that I was like it's really it's really like masterfully and artfully directed. Yes. 
And that's, to me, the reason why it's like, yeah, you should watch this movie because this is just a really good filmmaker making a really good movie. Yeah, right. But at the same time, if what you're watching it for is that you're like, I'm going to get scared and terrified of whatever, is that I'm like, I don't... Well, I then don't, you're... I wouldn't not. say that you're the authority in that aspect because you watch this movie... Uh, with um, a tainted view, considering you've seen all the it's movies. It's also, and let's be honest now. Whereas, like, I was legitimately scared yeah. watching the movie. And let's be honest, and I'm not judging how you view movies, and but if you're really looking for I am. for an envelope, yeah, I'll let Casey do, do the judging. <laughs> if you're really, really looking for an enveloping experience and not just following the movie and seeing the movie, but if you're looking to get scared by a movie, I mean, seeing it in a, in a theater is great. Or watching it, if you're going to watch a horror movie, what do you do? You watch it in the dark, maybe alone, or with other people. You keep it down like you quiet, right. dead quiet. House, Rainy you know day I mean? even. Rainy d- you try to maximize the experience. In fairness, and not to blow up your spot, but you watched it on your laptop with headphones, which is fine. Mm. But, I mean, th- it's is, hard to... What Im- is more... I, I'm sorry, so... It's hard so, to, harder to immerse yourself in a film. It's hard to immerse yourself to when, get a you're reaction. A foot, when you're a foot from the screen and your audio is only that and you can't hear anything else going on in the room? See, I took it a step further. I watched it while driving. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, part of it. I hate you guys so <laughs> Look, much. I'm fine. Watching a movie on your laptop is normal. That's not normal. <laughs> that's not normal. That's and not that's very dangerous. <laughs> I wanted that thrill. What would that headline read? <laughs> that's how that's how not scary this movie was. You were so was, not scared of it. I was legit scared. You were so not I scared of it that you were like, I gotta I'm gonna watch this while weaving through traffic. <laughs> First of all, I was on a single road. Second of all, I pulled over and I said this is a bad idea. Look, okay, I'm scary. just gonna I'm just gonna I, I'm gonna say this out loud though. I we feel got like a whole all week. of we us. Got a whole Guys. I feel like all of us have this moment that we want to say this to you. You are not brawn pa- or brown Paul Walker. Okay? You're just not. What okay? You, you can't just weave through traffic like a madman. Yeah. And watch TV at the same time. <laughs> I've heard it's been done before. Yeah. Yo, I was legit scared watching the movie when I was watching on my computer, when I was watching in the car. Like legitimately. I just think it's easier to scare yourself. The bigger screen but is always going to be better. Yeah, you're right, but you're 100% right. But the problem is the reason why Steven, it doesn't matter what scenario he watches it in. His his view, his perception is tainted. There's no way he could watch this movie. Right, that's true. Be, that's and true. also, and it's not because you can, I've seen all those cheesy movies, those cheesy horror yeah, yeah. parodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen every one of them in theaters because I watch bad movies. But yes, you do. I do. Noah, but I'll, that's but I'll true. Tell you, almost went an episode without bringing up Noah. But I'll tell you this much. I was afraid of this movie, but I think that Steven as a person has to think of these things in order so he doesn't get scared. So He's, he, he's actively, subconsciously trying to yes, not get scared that's by this why. Film. Whereas somebody like you and uh, like we me... We want to get scared. I want to get scared. Yeah. Or that's a good, I don't I'll, even want to get scared. I, I'm actually you, just watching it. I'll give you that in the sense that it is like, I think that, uh, I think that like me watching this movie, I'm not as... I'm not attempting to immerse myself. I'm right. bracing for impact at any moment. But you I'm, believe one I'm can watching. become immersed into this movie? Yeah, I think that I think that it's a good enough movie that you that you can immerse yourself into it. I think that there's a lot of very interesting. Honestly, like as we've been talking right now, I find it to be and I find it to be a much more like 
the more that the more that I'm sitting and break and we're breaking down different scenes and different things, and I'm thinking about it, it really is this moment where I'm like, where like the thing I brought up earlier of divorce is that it's like, yeah, I kind of think that's what the movie's about now. Right. Like in my head, where it's like, uh, where it's like, oh, the first person that she kills is the guy who's like the drunk who is kind of sleeping with kind her of mom, not sleeping. With, well, I making don't think advances on with, her, but making advances, but like making advances on the mother, and that it's like the and that it's that's like, something I didn't I didn't make that connection. The that's priest, a good point. like the per, like the like the priest who ends up dying is the like is that is which is the end of the movie which we should quickly talk about which is uh, at the end of the movie is that it's like is that it's like well having faith that everything is going to be okay is not enough you need to have more than faith you need to have the you need to have the guy who has both faith and medical training no. to mer- to bridge this gap between different things because what you're really looking at is is that you're looking at you're looking at a mother who though she loves her daughter is ra- at the very beginning is wrapped up in work and wrapped up in all of these things and you end up in this situation where the only power that this little girl has is inside her own bedroom. It's where between these four walls I have mm. the power over the situation that's happening this right now. It's a very now. feminist movie. And I have the and I have the ability to do this, but outside of this room I have to act like a proper little lady who's not supposed to say anything you are going about very the like bad uh, things that are happening. Film school on it. I don't think it's I don't think it goes. So what do you, what do you think about the ending? Deep. Like what do you think that uh, what do I think about the ending? Right. You know what saved this girl? It's not the combination of uh, faith and science. You know what saved this girl? Boxing. All right. He went in there and go pop and then what did he do? He, he took the did. demon, took her by the, he took did. her by the lapels. It was like, take he me! Literally, just start punching a little girl in the face. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, like he already got dismissed because he's being shook, right? Yeah. Like, and Mirren tells him, "Beat it." You yeah. know what? And he kind of like. And there's no such thing as halfway crooks. That's right. Yeah. There's no such thing as halfway exorcists either. He exactly. told him. He told Karis, ignore, ignore his taunts, and uh, he doesn't. You know. Yeah. You know, but when your mom, when you think you killed your mom, essentially, and stuff. I do like that. I do like that he is it like that priest has sat down and watched like think objects in the room move and the bed shake and a little girl in crazy voices and crazy stuff like that do really crazy things. And even when they're gearing up for that last scene, they're doing like the the like almost montage suit up to go into battle moment. Mm-hmm. He's still kind of looking at the other priest like. Come on, this isn't real. <laughs> yeah, this can't be that serious. Like this, this is or not real. Or he still real. has to sell it to the church, where he's like, "Yeah, well, I'm not really sure if we need an exorcist." I'm like, "What more do you need?" If you guys <laughs> saw something like so that, chapped. if you saw something like that firsthand, <laughs> yeah. if you saw something like that firsthand, so would chapped. you seek answers in religion? Absolutely not. I'd seek answers in a Smith and Wesson. <laughs> that, uh, so you're just like everything I know is yeah. who know I have right. no grip on what the yeah. world is. The only I'm grip I'm here. getting is that eagle. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, That's what I'm gripping. I uh, I I don't know. I would probably I would go the medical route of things, but also it's a different time. Yeah, every like the whole medical industry of things is not really yeah, as it's not really reliable. As it was. It's almost as bad then. as the church. Well, yeah, but I mean, if something is obviously, if you went to someone's Listen, hold on, hold on. First of all, if you went to see like your cousin and your mom was like, so-and-so's not feeling great. Let me show you. And you go in there and she's puking up green stuff and she's flopping around on the bed like that. I'm not going to say floating. I don't want to make it too extreme. Uh-huh. But if you see, right. if you see a, a girl twist her head 180 degrees mm-hmm. or let's even let's go 360 because, you know, a contortionist 180. Right. You're going you're still going to be like cling to science. I How would, much paranormal oh. do you need before you accept like, all right. I don't know everything. I think I know. Yeah, I mean, I, don't I have feel, to. I have to admit, like, <laughs> I feel that way now. No, no, when you, when you, when you pose it that way, right. of like, at what point? Which is an yeah. interesting kind of thought for like any 
scary movie, like Absolutely. paranormal or whatever movie, is that it's like at what point would you, if you were in that situation, be forced to think of it as yeah. like this is something more? Um, I was in a I'm cemetery. Not sure. and I once heard a. <laughs> and that's made me question everything yeah, since. <laughs> so don't, it doesn't require much for me to go off the yeah, deep end. Yeah, but let's be Grandpa. honest. I feel like you've I feel like you've had moments where you've walked into like a deli you've never been at before, and you got a sandwich from there, and you bit into into it, and you were like, "God, is this God? Is this sandwich?" You should God? see some of the sandwich places I've been to, though. That's what I'm saying. And they're really good. So, right. so we're gonna wrap it up. I'm gonna stick with streamers. Yeah, I, of I just want to say this movie is close yeah. to me. This is. And I just want to share this. This was the first film my father ever saw in movie theaters. Mm. He was very young. That's mm. terrifying. And let me put it this way. My Hasn't dad, been back since. My dad remembers like when the town got electricity, where <laughs> in the town he grew up in Ireland. So imagine, like electricity isn't even something you're that like familiar with. It's pretty new. And then you go see, and this is the first movie you see, and you've been beaten with Irish Catholicness your whole life. He never yeah. went imagine? back. Yeah, I don't think he's, I think that's why he's, <laughs> he's never, never, he's never been shaken from his faith. Why, you know? That's why he's so quiet Stream all the time. this movie. This movie's yeah. fantastic. Would it be man. funny that your dad thinks like all movies since then are just like this? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to see Fast and the Furious, Dad? No. 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 <laughs> uh, what was the first movie that you saw in a theater? Aladdin. So mine was too. No I saw way. Aladdin. I'm pretty sure it's the first movie I remember seeing. How about you? I saw Terminator the movie across from the Queen Center Mall. That's not Terminator Two. Yeah. Where were your parents? What? That's a good one, though. That's a good one. That's a good one. But where dope. were your parents? I think also it might have been a, a Freddy movie involved there too. All right, so yeah. what are we watching next week? Uh, okay. Everyone, well, you guys are sticking with Streamless, right? right. I yeah, I'm yeah. going Steve, maybe a harder Streamless, you jerk. Uh, no, no, I think that yeah, a harder Streamless <laughs> on the basis of like <laughs> what. Like the depth of the movie. Right, right. All right. All right. So next week it's my pick, and we are going with Kidnapping Mr. Heineken. It's right, 2014. Cool. Is that movie. a movie or a documentary? I think it's it's a uh, I think it's an action movie. Cool. Let's yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, a little fast Kidnapping pace, a little something. Mr. Check out the website. We'll yeah. See you next week. Flixbookclub.com, and uh, you know all the information's there. And everyone say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.